When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? And if you watched Monday Night Football, you saw a dominant football team, and you saw another parlay win. Hello. That's right. You know what that means. The primetime parlay special, Canty. I brought the gun. Shoot it off. What are we waiting for? It was a four-legger. <laughs> Our parlay had as many legs as your turkey on Thanksgiving's going to have. It's and raining. we still hit. I know there's, there's money all over me. That's how Making well it we rain, it. baby. Oh. Making it rain on them. Nice yes, well done. 700, Carlin. Oh, that was sweet. Now, now, be honest. How nervous were you in the fourth quarter with the 49ers up 31 to 10? Weren't you praying that they would pull Jimmy Garoppolo? Because I know I was. Oh, I was screaming at the TV, get him off the field when he's sitting on 28 attempts and the under was 32 and a half. We don't need any style points here. This is not college football, people. My wife was sitting there asking me, why are you still watching this game and it's 31 to 10? Like, you're still in it. And I'm saying, you don't know what's on the line. At one point, I thought I was going to have to call in the code red, Carlin. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We needed Jimmy Garoppolo to stay under 32 and a half pass attempts. Well, damn it. Kyle Shanahan got the memo. Thank you, Kyle Shanahan, for putting number 13 in. I don't remember the kid's name. Neither do I. I couldn't have have been happier to see that kid on the field. I was happier than that kid's parents were in seeing him on the field on Monday Night Football. Canty, all the back of that jersey had to say was number 13, not Garoppolo. That's all (laughs) I had to say. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. And that was a four-legger that cashed in. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I got all this money now lying all over my desk here that I got to clean up, but I'm okay with that, considering what happened last night. And I'll tell you what, the 49ers were playing for money last night. They looked as sharp as could be. And, and we talked about this yesterday. When you look ahead at what their schedule is, this was just one of those games that had to be a no-doubter. And that's exactly what it was. And the other thing that we talked about yesterday is that when you have teams that are dominant and you know it, and they have been dealing with different things that have put them in a position where their record is not necessarily indicative of what they are, be mm. careful. And that's what we saw last night. We saw a team that was, what, four, five and four going into last night, can't he? Yep. And they absolutely cleaned up. Sometimes, Coach Parcells, I'm sorry. Sometimes you're not what your record says you are. Well, here's where Coach Parcells isn't all wrong. The San Francisco 49ers haven't been whole all year. Yep. And so they're finally starting to get healthy. You're seeing guys come back healthy. Nick Bosa is finally back, and you saw the burst that he was getting off the rock with. Their linebacking core is intact. Their secondary with Traverius Ward is intact, although those guys seem to be in and out a lot. The altitude was affecting guys on both sides 
in last night's game. But I think this is representative of the 49ers team that we thought we were going to see coming into this year. They were just ravaged by injury the first couple of months. But, Carlin, I will say this, even though their overall record isn't what we anticipated at this point in the season, their division record is. Yeah, This team is 4-0. They're perfect in the division. And so we thought they would have a stranglehold in the C West, and that's starting to take shape now. And so moving forward, when we start projecting the best teams in the NFC, you got to put the 49ers up there. They're a top-10 offense, the number-one defense. And, Carlin, when I was sitting there watching how Kyle Shanahan was using all of his little toys last night, and that's what I call the skill position core for the 49ers, they're Kyle Shanahan's toys. I mean, it's, it's, it's the ultimate – Chess match. I mean, he's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. He's got Kyle Juszczyk. Weapons on top of weapons on top of weapons. And what makes them special, Carlin, is that they can use a lot of different formations to stress your defense. The 49ers put you under so much pressure because traditionally a lot of offenses run a lot of 11 personnel, which is one tight end and three wide receivers. They run that at about 60% on league average. The San Francisco 49ers last night, they were only in 11 personnel 40% of the time. They came out in multiple tight end sets almost as much as they came out in 11 personnel. So think about that. As a defense, you're not used to seeing that. If you're a coordinator calling the game, how, how are you going to match up personnel-wise to what Kyle Shanahan is throwing at you? It makes it next to impossible. Yeah. And so that's the thing that's so impressive about what Kyle does with his offense, not only do they stretch you with the horizontal zone running scheme, but they stretch you with the horizontal passing game, and they stretch you from a personnel standpoint because they know that you don't have enough different guys that can match up to their weapons. I look at the 49ers right now. I want to see them in the NFC Championship game. That's how good I think they are. Uh, And Mm. thank God, thank God, that they didn't screw up this whole Jimmy Garoppolo thing as it as it ended up, right? I mean, they tried. Back, they tried. <laughs> they tried. But think back to training camp and and where they were, and the fact that they decided to hold on to him as opposed to trade him away and not get very much in return. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it they they would not be here if not for that. Here's Kyle Shanahan on that very topic. I, mean, I think Jimmy's doing a great job. I think Jimmy always has. Um, when, when Jimmy's um, been healthy out there, we've had our guys around him. I think he plays at a very high level, and I think he did that today as good as he has. So very fortunate to have him. This is a guy they were barely letting in the facility at the beginning of training camp. He was practicing. He didn't have a playbook, the- Carlin. No. He didn't have a playbook. Think about that. He, was he didn't have a playbook when they were going into training camp. He was throwing on a different field than everybody else. Can't he? That defense last night, coupled with what Garoppolo is with the 49ers offense, they're one of the two best teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely one of the two best teams in the conference. I myself, right now, if you ask me, I want to see Philly and San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. And I don't care where it's played. It'll be played in Philadelphia. But that's what I want to see right now because I think that's by far the best game that we could have. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, Carlin. I think that when you start looking at the NFC landscape, you can make an argument for the 49ers being the best team. And that's saying a lot because they're down three in the long well, Nobody wants to the play Philadelphia them. Eagles. Nobody wants to play the San Francisco 49ers. Nope. That's a physical brand of ball. But, Carlin, going back to what I was talking about, just in terms of being able to match up defensively against their offense, you don't have enough guys. Think about how many different 
versatile pieces that Kyle has to work with. Where is Debo Samuel lining up, Carlin? Is he lining up out wide? Is he lining up in the slot? Is he lining up in the backfield? Same with Christian McCaffrey. You also got Elijah Mitchell that can run the football between oh, yes, the you, do. you got You got George Kittle. You got Brandon Ayuk. All, these guys can be anywhere in the formation. And so if you're a defensive coordinator, do I come out in base? That's probably not a good answer because nobody can hang with George Kittle in my linebacking core or my safeties. Either they're too slow or they're too small. All right, so I come out in nickel. Okay, I'm out in nickel. Do I have any guys? Do I have enough guys that can play the run game with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel? Probably not. Do I come out and dime? I don't know. I mean, you're going to be overwhelmed because of all of the guys that they have that can not only run the ball at yards after catch, but can also line up in the backfield as a running back. So there's just so many different machinations that Kyle can come up with that make it next to impossible to put yourself in a good place as a defense in terms of being able to match up with your scheme and your personnel. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, on the ESPN app as well. We want you to be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776-ESPN-NATION, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Canty, Jerry's up to it again. Uh-oh. Jerry's up to what it again. What do he do, do this time? Well, on one of his many talk shows, I believe this was at the opening of a grand union somewhere in North Texas, uh, he made an appearance to speak into a microphone yet again. And this was just Jerry being Jerry in his weekly talk show on 105.3 The Fan about the performance against the Minnesota Vikings. I agree with Michael Irvin the other day that it's uh, there's not a perfect game, but that's maybe the best I've seen uh, as a complete game since I've been with the Cowboys. Uh, can we stop? Can we stop? He got to chill, chill out. He got to chill out. Look, I mean, think about what he's saying, Carlin. Most complete game when, since he's been a part of the Dallas Cowboys. D- did he forget about some of those blowouts in the Super Bowl that the Cowboys were on the winning side of? They only hung 52 on the Bills. That's my point, Carla. I mean, mean, could there be a more complete performance in a bigger spot than what we saw those Dallas Cowboys do in the 90s? Oh, my God. Yeah, Jerry Jerry got to chill I think there's a few things at work here. Carlin, Carlin, I know how bad he wants it. Yes. But it's almost as if he's trying to speak it into existence. Exactly. Let's start there. Okay. He acknowledged this offseason that he recognizes we're on – the back nine right now in where he is and he's 80 years old yeah. and to me it's always been most important for jerry to win his way as opposed to just win because when he has just won before it hasn't been because of jerry jones when the organization has been in their best positions before it hasn't been because of jerry jones and right now he smells it right now he smells the championship and when he was asked about it the other day, I I think that question about do you feel like the Cowboys are legitimate Super Bowl contenders, uh, that just got his juices going. And I also think there's one other thing at work here. Jerry uh, Jimmy Johnson's got a book out right now, mm-hmm. and he's talking an awful lot about his tenure, not just with the Dallas Cowboys, but his entire career. And 
what's going to come up? His relationship with Jerry Jones. And it is exceptionally hot and cold. And Jerry still can't bring himself to acknowledge Jimmy's true importance to the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that was part of that little comment. I think, and yes, there are times where I look a little too far into something that said, Canty, I think that was a little dig at Jimmy Johnson in there. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, Jimmy Johnson's in the Hall of Fame and he's not in the Cowboys ring of honor. Make that make sense. Square that After a few years ago, he said he's going to be in when Jimmy got yeah, into the Hall of Fame. I, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy will be in. Jerry won't be around. I'll put it yeah. to you that way. It doesn't feel like, doesn't feel like Jimmy's going I'm not going sure Steven's going to put him in. Exactly. That's the, but that's the point, though, Carlin, right? But, but in just looking at the Dallas Cowboys, right now, I, I mean, that was a dominant performance that they had against a team that we questioned whether or not they were the best in the NFC, right? The only black mark for the Vikings up until that point on their schedule, on their, on their resume, had been that loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, and that was early on in the regular season. So for the Cowboys to have as complete a performance as we saw, I think that's a, that's the response that you're hoping for mm-hmm. from a team that's a championship contender considering they came off of a very disappointing loss in Lambeau right after their bye week. But in looking at that game on Sunday, I thought that game had much more to do with the Minnesota Vikings having an emotional letdown mm-hmm. than it did the Dallas Cowboys you know, being, you know, head and shoulders better than them from a talent standpoint, if that makes sense. And so when we start projecting out what these teams are going to be, I I think it's far more likely to see – I mean, I see – it's far less likely that we will see that version of the Minnesota Vikings than it is that we will see that version of the Dallas Cowboys. I I think that's completely accurate. And I think – Jerry's all a Twitter right now. He, he really is with what he's got in front of him. I, I get it. I get it. When you lose games like you did last year in the postseason of the 49ers, of course it's going to stick with you. Of course mm-hmm. it is. But, Kitty, is it going to surprise you if the Cowboys go out and lose to the Giants on Thursday? No. Me neither. No. Me neither. And that's why I think you need to slow your roll here a little bit. You're, you're getting the Cowboy Nation all fired up, and I understand it. Um and I, I, I know where you want to be. I look at their schedule. It sets up pretty nicely for them down the yep. stretch of the year. But I just said a few minutes ago, the best matchup in the NFC Championship game, I firmly believe, is the Eagles and the 49ers. It's not the Cowboys yet. We're not there yet. And, yeah, we do go week to week on things. But if sure. ever I was going to be convinced of that, it would have been the other day. Yeah. So where, where do you have the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC right now? Because, I mean, if we're, we're running down the list of the teams with the best records, I mean, it's the Eagles, it's the Minnesota Vikings at 8-2, and two, and then it's the Cowboys, the Giants, both sitting there at 7-3. and three. Then you got a, a few 6-4 and four teams in Seattle and San Francisco. So just exactly where are you with your rankings of NFC teams once we start looking at the, the squads that project to be in the playoffs? This is not going to make people happy. I have them fourth. I have them fourth. And mm. the problem is who I have them behind. I have them behind the Eagles. I have okay. them behind the 49ers. All right. And ain't the Minnesota Vikings. And I know what I'm about to say. You're about to say Tampa. I am. Yeah. And, and I understand based on the season that people would get annoyed by that. But Tampa has that San Francisco-like quality, Chris, where they're 5-5, five and five, but we, we know very much 
what they are capable of doing here in the coming weeks. Do I have more faith in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win big games down the stretch of their season than I do the Dallas Cowboys? Right now I do. And that's 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 tough to say, but it's a perception thing. Is it maybe though, it's Carlin? A, maybe hold it's on, a bad perception it, for me. But 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 hold on though. Is that a tough thing to say? I mean, both of those teams are going to be in the playoffs, and when you consider well, one of them is five and five, and one of them seven and three. Sure, that's but one of them has one of them has the greatest quarterback of all time, and one yes. of them doesn't. So and he's forty five like, years old. He's forty five years old, but Carlin, he's been in the playoffs. What is it? Uh, Twenty times. Mm-hmm. He's been in the playoffs something like 20 times or whatever, and Tom Brady's only been one and done three of the 20. Or no, he's been in the playoffs 19 times, and there's only been three times where he's been one and done. So the 16 other times he's been in the playoffs, he's won at least one playoff game. We ain't been able to say that about Dak Prescott. No, Dak Prescott only has one playoff win. And if we go back to last year when the Cowboys had the number one offense in all of football, they were hosting the 49ers – with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback, a quarterback that Kyle Shanahan was actively trying to replace, they were hosting that team, and they got bounced in the first round at home. Mm-hmm. Carlin, there's something to be said for being at your best when your best is required, and unfortunately, that has not been Dak Prescott in the playoffs. Look, I, I know that the, the Falcons are a nice little story. Look at what's lying in front of the Buccaneers. They're going to walk away with this division in the end. Oh, they're going to, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, going they're going to walk away because they're getting, they're at five and five. They're getting to 10 very easily. They may get to 11. They have yeah. one game right now at San Francisco that I don't know if they can win that game. I don't Cincinnati, know if they can. Cincinnati's an interesting game because it's at home Chase too. Be back. It's at home yeah, too. At home. I mean, I, there's no reason for me to think they can't win that game. I, that's yeah. the one where I would say they might get to 11. Look at the other five; they're not going to lose to Carolina twice. They're they're not going to lose to Atlanta. I mean, the, the, and, and Arizona's about ready to ship the cars. Yeah, so, no, yeah, they're, I, they're I'm with done. You. Yeah, adios. Yeah. Pack yeah, it yeah, in. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. No, so they're, they're that's get why I have the Cowboys fourth in the NFC right now. Yeah. And I don't think it's uh, – people might be annoyed by that. Tough. That's what it is. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. As we said, we want you to be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Call-In line. Hit us up now at 888-SAY-ESPN. Are we out of line on the Cowboys' take? It's Jerry Wright. Is that as complete a game as they have ever played since he's been an owner? Where are we with the Cowboys and, at the same time, 49ers-Eagles, is that the NFC Championship game you want, or do you want to see Dallas against one of those two? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are just getting the ball rolling. One team did not play this week, and they remain in first place. What do you hear what their coach had to say about it? That's next, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Boy, Jerry is out in front on this for sure. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your calls on the Cowboys, what Jerry had to say, and where they stand right now in the NFC. Let's welcome in our guy, Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Jeff, Canty and Carlin, Jerry thinks that that was the most complete game that the Cowboys have played since he has been the owner. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how ridiculous is that statement? <laughs> everything, I, lo- I love it. I love everything he says. He's like the king of hyperbole. You know what I mean? And uh, he's the guy who, what, a few months ago was talking about Cooper Rush as being a guy who seemingly could be a starter for his team. You know what I mean? Like he talked about Sean Payton being his head coach, and all of a sudden it's the most complete win in decades. I love it. I am here for it. I appreciate it. And by the way, he's not that far off. That was an unbelievable win for the Cowboys. Yeah, Jeff, and it seems like they're not stopping there with all of the hyperbolic statements. Of course, Dak Prescott addressing reporters today said that he's reached out to Odell Beckham Jr. personally to let him know how much the Cowboys want him. (laughs) What more can you tell us on that front? Any potential timeline on when Odell could be signing with the Dallas Cowboys? You know, the only thing I'll say about that is I was talking to one general manager who kind of brought me back to earth on it um, of a of a wide receiver needy team that we often you know that, that one of these teams that that seems like a suitor for Odell and he said the guy's coming back from back to back knee surgeries um, he is if he is healthy we don't even know how healthy he will be uh, he hasn't played more than eight games in five years so I'm not trying to. Just say, and he's obviously still a talented player, but the Cowboys seem, for instance, a team that clearly have pretty talented weapons in CD Land. Yes, they could use another player, but what is Odell at this point? I think that that's the question we probably have to ask ourselves. Is he a mid-tier number two receiver? Probably. And I just don't think that it's necessarily the type of player who's going to all of a sudden take you from um, – 
to a from a mid tier team to a championship caliber team. Yes, he might give you better play, but I do think that we have to hedge our expectations whenever and wherever Odell ultimately signs. Jeff Darlington with us, ESPN NFL reporter, and I, I think it's a great point because we've seen so many guys, especially when dealing with an ACL, that it takes longer to come back from uh, and truly be what they used to be. But having said all of that, Jeff, something we were just talking about, when you stack up the Cowboys, you stack up the 49ers last night, how would you uh, rank the, the top four teams in the NFC right now? Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's where I think, you know, putting Odell aside, I think the Cowboys proved that they are, especially in a conference that doesn't necessarily seem to have a front runner in contention here. And, and this, to me, is the time of year when we can start, like the first eight weeks, nine weeks of the season, I get a little tired of the, you know, the guy we do it on our network all the time. Every morning we're talking about who's the runaway MVP or who's the coach of the year. It doesn't, like, none of it matters. I, I, I think until now... Hey, Jeff, some of us really... have a paycheck to make here, okay, buddy boy? Yeah, exactly, Settle and I down. get it, and we're going to do that. And I'm with you, and I will scream <laughs> as loud as everybody else. But I, I think ultimately we have to remember that this is... I was talking to one a quarterback the other day asking him this question about, like, when do you feel like your team actually really defines itself, starts to find its identity? And this is that time of year when you start mm-hmm. to begin to build the momentum toward the postseason. And the Cowboys, for instance, are a team uh, that is doing exactly that. What was the other team you mentioned? From the 49ers. 49ers. 49ers, exactly. A perfect example. But 49ers, the first half of the season, felt like they were dead in the water. And yes, Christian McCaffrey has reinvigorated that offense. But in general, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo has helped redefine the identity. And, and they're finding themselves at the right time. And as such... The Cowboys and the 49ers feel as big of contenders, if not more so, than a team like the Eagles, for instance, which still deserves respect, but far more than a team like the Vikings, which one week ago we were talking about as, oh, we we got to finally give respect to the Vikings. We they, they deserve our respect, and they are clearly a championship team. Well, not anymore. Well, Jeff, and it's interesting that you, you brought the Vikings up and you also brought Jimmy Garoppolo and how he's kind of taking his game to another level and allow this 49ers team to get back on yeah. track uh, in alignment with the expectations that we have for them coming into this year. But it feels like if things continue to trend in the direction that they're going for San Francisco, that this franchise is going to be in a quagmire with the quarterback <laughs> position. Uh, I mean, what are they, they going to do? Yeah. Because they reworked the contract with Jimmy before the season started, and there's the clause in there where they can't franchise tag him. They've got a lot of draft capital right. invested in Trey Lance. So if the 49ers continue to ascend and become a team that goes on a deep playoff run, what ultimately happens with Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, I have no idea. Well, think about it. Think about where we were. Jimmy Garoppolo led the team to the NFC Championship, and they still wanted to get rid of him. It didn't seem to matter when he did exactly what he's doing now. I don't know that they feel a level. In fact, I do know that they don't feel a level of confidence in Trey Lance that will make this an overly easy decision. But I also wonder what Jimmy G will think of all this. And and that's what I kept saying last year when we kept talking about the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo as if it was, you know, merely their opinion was all that mattered. Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of last season made very clear he didn't want to go through what he went through last year again. 
uh, where, where he basically is going through it now. So when he does ultimately become a free agent, I could see him saying, yeah, look, if you guys want to show me love, cool. But I just gave up a lot of money this year to ultimately wind up helping you back to where you wanted to get. So I, I could see him very easily saying, if you're not going to pay me, I'm going to go find a suitor that will, uh, which would put the 49ers in quite the situation, especially if they don't necessarily feel like Trey Lance is the guy for them. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joining Canty and Carlin. Jeff, how big of a gap is there between the Chiefs and the rest of the AFC right now, if there is one? I I was just having this conversation. I I feel like the Chiefs, I mean, really, does any team, if you put them up against the Chiefs right now, and I'm including the Bills in that conversation, and I don't know what's going on there. Like, I don't know if Josh Allen is playing a little bit hurt. I don't know if the Bills just kind of lost a little bit of luster in the past couple weeks. But including the Bills, I can't think of a team you put up against the Chiefs right now and say they've got a chance. I think the Chiefs are, without question, uh, the favorite right now. If we're talking about the team building the most momentum toward the postseason, it it is them. And perhaps Chiefs fans will tell you they've been there all along while we're all talking about all these other teams, but they very clearly uh, have their mojo going right now. And I I really, truly, I mean, can you guys think – like who? Who's the team right now that matches up best against them? I don't the know about match- nobody. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. It, it, I wouldn't do, mind. Do you think there is? Well, nobody. Is there nobody. I don't know. I want to play them tight right now. I, I want to see the Bills at full strength play them again, but I, I also too. am kind of intrigued by the idea of a track meet between the Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. That's fun, and I, I, you know, I, as you guys I know, I live in South matchup. Florida and feel like yeah. I know the Dolphins pretty well, and I think they can hang, but I don't think, and I always, I mean, I have Dolphins fans, if I even mention something like this, they'll be all up in my Oh, my God. Two and on's the worst, but, Jeff. But <laughs> I just don't think that they're quite that level. I mean, I still think the Chiefs are, because not only are you talking about, I, I'm with you, I, I would love to see that. I just think that we need to respect the generational talent that is not only Patrick Mahomes, but those around him in terms of Travis Kelsey to a degree that, like, I don't know. I don't think you want. I would love to see it, but I still think the Chiefs have an overwhelming edge in that matchup. Great stuff, Jeff. As usual, we appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Yeah, thanks, guys. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. And he's right. Listen. I only say that from an entertainment standpoint. Dolphins can't match up with them. No. Well, could you imagine that defense trying to stop Pat Mahomes? No, they can't. The Dolphins defense? They can't. They can't stop anybody. No. They'd never be able to stop them. I would just like to see what we would get out of that is a a good half, and I would take the over. That's where I am with it right there. Yeah, That's about where I am. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Does anybody even come close to the Chiefs right now? Two and on, this is your time. And the Cowboys factor. Where do they rank in the NFC at the moment? It's Canty and Carlin. We'll hit your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. It is, though, time for one team to shut down their quarterback because they have seen all that they need to see. And we're not talking about Zach Wilson. It's next.
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Let's hit Eric and Georgia up first, though, on ESPN Radio. Eric, what do you got, bud? Hey, good afternoon, man. Thanks for taking my call. I want to talk about this. Uh, I'm a big Dallas fan, and Odell Beckham, I'm still not 100% sold on it. I think our offense, if we do what we do, which is run the ball, and then we run the pass, we have Gallup coming back. His legs are getting under him. Noah Brown. I mean, James Washington still hadn't stepped on the field yet. Not count CD. Schultz. I'm just... I just think our best asset right now is is just stay where we're at, get Tyron Smith healthy. I mean, he's probably the one I would rather have on the field than Odell, especially Look, going down when we got to have the Eagles. Canty has not been wrong, win, though, and we appreciate the call. The, the issue here, though, is Canty has not been wrong when he has talked about the fact that the Cowboys do need more firepower despite what you saw the other day. Yeah, it's a problem in terms of their receivers being able to get them some production, Carlin. I mean, they're on down the line in terms of receiving yards. Receivers, Carlin, for the Dallas Cowboys, they're 22nd in yards in the passing game. That's a problem. Yeah. So, I mean, you could say, yeah, we've got a lot of names. We've got CeeDee Lamb. We've got Noah Brown. We've got Michael Gallup. We've got – you can say all of the names out of there, but I'm looking at the actual production on the field. That's a problem, Carlin. It is. And they've got to figure out a way to get it fixed. Jason in South Carolina next on the Cowboys. Jason, what do you got, bud? But you got to make sure that Odell's healthy. But the bigger picture is, why doesn't Dak just be a great game manager? Is there something wrong winning the Super Bowl and then they name you a great game manager? Quit trying to be what you're not. I've been watching him since he's been there. We cannot win the big game with him. That's but I don't think this, is, on, this is not on Dak in that discussion, Chris. 
It's it's on the uh, the offensive staff to call the plays accordingly. And I thought the other day was absolutely perfect. Yeah, what was wrong with the other day? Nothing. I, I don't understand what. Was and by the way, the guy made some amazing did. throws. <laughs> well, he made some great throws, Carlin. I mean, you, you talk about the throw he made right before halftime to C.D. Lamb to set up the Brett Marfield goal. Then you talk about the throw that he made to Tony Pollard in the third quarter that ended up being a sixty-eight yard touchdown pass. I I, I don't know. What more people want Dak Prescott to do? Also, the throw he made to Noah Brown in the second half that got him down to the goal line. Like, those are great throws from your quarterback. And so I thought the game script by Kellen Moore was exactly what you would be looking for. Being able to use the passing game as a complement to what you do best on offense, which is run the football. They had 40 rush attempts, Carlin. 40. 40 rush attempts, and they had 25 passing attempts. Now, I think they called 27 passing plays. There were a yeah. couple where Dak Prescott took off and scrambled, but he, he was phenomenal in what he did, and I thought that was the perfect balance, the perfect ratio when it comes to run game versus passing attack. And so I think if they can continue <clears throat> to stay with that formula on offense, that's exactly what's going to lead the Cowboys to where they want to go. Canty. If you're not contending for a Super Bowl this year, how would you like to be this team going into the offseason? You have your franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have $100 million in cap space. And you have the number three pick in the draft. And you don't need a quarterback. That team. That, that's a great place to be, Carlin. That team is the that's Chicago great... Bears. Canty, I was looking at Oof. this this morning. Oof. The Bears Oof. right now have the third pick in the draft. Why is there even any discussion about playing about playing Justin Fields anymore. There, there shouldn't, shouldn't be, be. Especially, especially when he has a dislocated shoulder. Now it's not his or, or yeah, I think his dislocated shoulder or separated shoulder, one it of might the two. Might be separated, yeah. Yeah, but but I mean there, there there should be no conversation about asking him to play through it because you've seen everything you needed to see from Justin Fields over the yeah. last 5 weeks. Carlin, we've talked about it. You're talking about a guy that has 15 total touchdowns to only 3 turnovers in the last 5 games. That's three a game. We, we know what we need to know. He can throw the ball downfield with accuracy. He, he's good in terms of being able to fit it into tight windows, although his accuracy can be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's learning how to sit in the pocket and buy time with his eyes downfield. Carl, and we know what kind of athlete he is. We know how much of a threat he can be with the quarterback run game. There is nothing that the Chicago Bears are going to learn in the final third of the season that they don't already know. So if you're them, put Justin Fields in bubble wrap. Look forward to the 2023 offseason. We have the third overall pick and $100 million in cap space. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.